Bonjour, no. Hello. This is Laura. And this is Hillary. And this is American Unicorns. Nay. It's a weird day. I'm feeling very weird today. I have been quite ill over the past week. Tell us about it. I will. Uh, <laughs> tell us all of your intimate medical history. I will. So, first of all, I will say <laughs> that I went to urgent care and oh, they no. were just, yeah, they were not prepared for me <laughs> because as a hypochondriac, I already know that somebody who doesn't know my medical history is going to be wrong. Yeah. And the doctor there said, looks like dehydration. And I was like, well, that's wrong. Did you WebMD your symptoms? Of course I did. Of course. Well, and here's the other thing. What would WebMD say? WebMD would not give me the option to put in lower abdominal pain. <laughs> like it keeps like put like you pick parts of the body yeah. and I was like, my pee smells weird. And like pee doesn't come up like you can't. Yeah. So it was annoying. Um, hated it. So then I went to my doctor when they opened. Mm-hmm. And um, she's Johnny on the spot. She's never done me wrong. One time she was on vacation when I went in there. And so I saw a different doctor. And um, she was like, well, and I was also having lower abdominal pain. That's an area that's tricky for me. (laughs) Um, And the doctor there was like, I was like, I'm in excruciating pain right here. And she was like, well, did they have you period? Did they have you pick which smiley face? You were the most like... No, they do that at the hospital, <laughs> not at the doctor's office. And, um, but I did do that later yeah. that day because the doctor was like, I think it's just your period. You should take ibuprofen and go home. So that's what I did. And I then threw up the ibuprofen and um, took myself to the hospital. It was a kidney stone. That time. That time. This time, it's a cyst on my ovary. Ouch. Not good. Yeah. It's good times. Fun fact, during the uh, presidential election, when I was watching the election results come in, um, my little puppy, Winifred, actually jumped on me. And as they were saying that Trump had won Florida, a cyst had burst. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, this is a terrible foreshadowing. <laughs> I didn't, like, I've never had one. <clears throat> yeah, they hurt. Apparently, it's a, like, it's very common, mm-hmm. but, like, I've just felt really tired and crampy and bloated and sad and scared. I wonder if there's a male equivalent. Are there? No. Testicular cysts? No. Well, of course probably. not. I mean, of course There not. probably is something, but it probably never happens. And anything that's, like... Up inside ya, lady bits is like they're like nope, don't care, nope. <laughs> is there a baby coming out of there? Then nope. we don't care. It doesn't nope. exist. Nope. And I will also say that everywhere I went, my doctor was like, "Well, we have to do a pregnancy test on you," and I was like, "Trust me, you super <laughs> don't need to do that." 
Um, and but they have to do. They have to yeah. if it's abdominal. They're like, mm. and I was like, well, I guess Zeus could have come to me in a shower of gold in my bedroom. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have fucked that swan. <laughs> That swan was so handsome. Um, a swan forced himself on me. And then when I went to get the sonogram, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. They were like, when's your last period? And I was like, dude, it's not. Shut your face. Have you ever seen the show I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant? Okay, so do you remember who our first sponsor is? Yes. Leslie Posta. Yeah. So uh, I just put on her Facebook the show i didn't know i was pregnant she was like oh i was in training all day which turned out that she was in training with you um and i wrote in i discovered a show called i didn't know i was pregnant and i started watching it and i was just like i don't think i can watch this because (laughs) yeah it's terrifying it's like to me it's just like uh do you not feel a baby swimming around in your stomach well Every time I watch the show, I'm like, oh, I would definitely know. And then I'd be like, or am I that dumb? Am I just convincing myself that I would? But maybe I wouldn't. Like and some then of the women, I just get in a vicious cycle. Yeah, you just keep going around and around. I, like, and of course, there's always, oh, I knew a girl who didn't know she was pregnant and had a baby in a bathtub or something. Um, but it's like half of the women, yeah, they're, they're young and kind of like don't know what's going on they don't know their own bodies they're like well i had unprotected sex but i don't know and then <laughs> what could get... happen from that yeah i didn't have my period for nine months but um i gained 15 pounds but i don't <laughs> I thought it was just freshman 15 yeah but like there was a lady who like didn't gain any weight yeah it no it definitely happens yeah it's terrifying I mean, I'm going to watch more of them because it's amazing. Yeah. But I prefer the I Survived if I'm going to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching um, this. or I was making Nick watch some serial killer thing um, on Netflix. And he, he was just like, I'm disturbed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did yeah. you um, see or have you heard about... Um, the gypsy oh, story. Yeah. yeah. I watched yeah. that Mommy Dead and Dearest yep. on HBO. Amazing. Super, super good. It's uh, It's got levels. Mm-hmm. It's like a an onion. Yeah. yeah. I got Nick to watch that. But. It's a good, did you watch the Slender Man one? No, not yet. It's not scary. <laughs> you say that. But you have a look on your face that it's like... Re- it's really not... But if you do get freaked out, don't... I used to be scared of commercials on Nickelodeon for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Well... Because <laughs> I was. Well, but in all fairness, the Slender Man story, and this is going to probably ruin it for some people, is more of a story about how our country handles mental illness. Mm. Yes. Not great. Not not super great getting better at least they don't throw the mentally ill into snake pits as they did in the 19th century not kidding actual snake pits yeah why i don't know why were there pits full of snakes maybe it was the 18th century (laughs) like don't go wandering over there that's where the snake pit is put them in the pit (laughs) 
I'm going to have to do some Googling later. <laughs> yeah, we may need to Google that fact. <laughs> but you said it, so it's true. I read it on the internet. <laughs> so it has to be real. Yeah. I was watching Forensics Files as well. Yeah. And then I heard the music and I got scared. It happens. Cool. I did watch The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. How was that? Well, I'd saw, I seen it in the movie theater and I thought it was really good. I really love the two actors who are the main people, Vera and Patrick Wilson. And then I watched The Conjuring 2. Mm. And I watched it during the daytime, so it wasn't as scary. I can't watch those movies. I mean, it's cuckoo bananas because there's friggin' ghosts everywhere. And they're, like, sometimes they're mean. Yeah. It's a little too too real for me. Yeah, I know. But would you ever go to their museum in Connecticut where they have all the, like, demonically possessed objects? Or I guess they're not possessed, but their energy is in them. Mm, it depends my thing is I just can't I can't come into physical contact with stuff or it attaches really easily so you should not go in that room yeah I just can't touch anything what if you were in there and you fell <laughs> what if you <laughs> that I'm fucked <laughs> you bring you bring down all of the like well, and, well, on a on a personal level, I'd be fucked, and on a professional level, I'd yeah, also be fucked. So. <laughs> Although just the general a, fucking, yeah, um, a fuckery, I believe, is what is what it would be. I and I, from what I can see based on the movie, which is probably very accurate, um, it doesn't look like they have any sort of temperature and humidity control on these <laughs> items at all. It's more of a storage than a museum. Not great. No. So well, anyway, <clears throat> that's been cyst corner <laughs> and TV watching and corner. TV corner. The things that make up our lives: hospital visits <laughs> and watching TV. Sonograms. It's good times. So, I'm excited but also um nervous that you're going to be scared today as long as it's not something that's extraterrestrial there may there might be a slight facet of it i'm just pre-warning do you need some time to prepare yourself i mean Your mouth says, I mean, but your face says, oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I mean, okay. Are you ready? I think you can do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done this if I didn't believe in you. And I was also really excited to do this one ever since I read it. Can we talk about Mulder afterward? Always. Like the hill that maybe the end of the story is that Mulder was right and he's, <laughs> killed all the aliens they're out there people yeah um maybe after we i can let you look at nick's new nose which looks like david decovney's sold deal deal and deal okay so um this week we are going to explore the flatwoods monster 
Have you ever heard of the Flatwoods Monster? I have not. Where is Flatwoods? So, um, the Flatwoods Monster is from um, West Virginian folklore. And it is also known as the Braxton County Monster or the Phantom of Flatwoods. And it is an entity that has been um, reported to have been sighted in the town of Flatwoods in Braxton County, West Virginia. It's very specific in its location. Yes. And um, it was seen on September 12th, 1952. Okay. Okay. So. I'm um, preparing myself mentally for the (laughs) alien bits. What about physically? Do you need to do some jumping jacks? (laughs) I feel like I need to give you a sedative. many descriptions of this entity um, but most describe it as being about 10 feet tall and that's big and four feet wide (laughs) i don't know why they had to put that in there um it has a black body and a dark glowing face witnesses describe the creature's head as elongated and shaped like a spade oh yeah and um, it is said to have um, non-human eyes, a large. <laughs> they were puppy eyes. Um, a large circular cowling. So Ooh, it, yeah. it's wearing like a cowl, a turtleneck, a turtleneck and chain. Um, and some have said that um, it's described as inhuman, inhuman. Oh my god. Inhumanly shaped and clad in a dark pleated exoskeleton, okay. which some have also described as being its shadow. So basically, um, a lot of people say that um, it's wearing some kind of like robotic suit, like a space suit, like a space suit. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, other descriptions say that. Um, it had a cowl in the shape of an ace of spades behind a red round head and set into the head were two eyes described as portholes glowing um, green orange and were the size of half dollars. The body was a metallic armored structure lined with thick vertical pipes. Um, there are some discrepancies between the, <laughs> between the um, color of the armor. Some say it's black while others say it's green. Um, and there's some um, different differing opinions about its arms. Some say, or most say, that that the monster was armless. Others claim that it possessed small toy-like arms, <laughs> like a teeth. <laughs> Somehow that makes things a little bit better for me because it can't probe me as yeah, easily. Yeah, visual arms. <laughs> Um, some accounts record that the creature had um, no visible arms due to its incredible speed, oh, while so- others reported long, stringy arms protruding from the front of its body with long, claw-like fingers. 
Yes, little T-Rex arms. I'm drawing it as you're describing (laughs) it to me. Um, Some witnesses reported seeing a large pulsating red ball of light hovering above or resting on the ground. Um, And so many um, ufologists believe that that what they saw was the craft that the entity had piloted. Neat. Neat. So. Okay. I mean, to me, this, even though they're calling it the Phantom of Flatwood, that it sounds to me like it's not of this earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think there is um, definitely some debate, let's say. Oh. So, um, so there were a couple sightings that happened of this creature. And um, so the, the main sighting which I will tell you, um, happened on September 12th, 1952. You mentioned that date yes. earlier because I remember because September's my favorite month because that's <laughs> when my birthday is. <laughs> um, and it happened at 7.15 p.m. And at this time, two brothers, Edward and Fred May, and their friend... Ed and Fred? Ed and Fred May, and their friend Tommy Heyer. Um, their ages were 13, 12, and 10. So Stranger Things ages. Yes. They witnessed a bright object shooting across the sky that came to rest um, in an area of land that belonged to a local farmer, G. Bailey Fisher. Hmm. After witnessing it, the boys went to the home of um, the the Mays home um, and told their mother, Kathleen May, about it. And um, they told the story of having seen a UFO crash land in the hills. Um, From there, Mrs. May accompanied the three boys um, along with um, some other local children, Nell Niley and Ronnie Schaefer and 17-year-old West Virginia National Guardsman Eugene Lemon. They all traveled to the Fisher Farm in an effort to locate whether it what just figure out what the boys had seen and try to right. locate it. So Lemon what, what, Eugene Lemon. Huh? Mr. Lemon. Yes. Uh, when was all of the stuff going on in Area fifty one? Was I'm not that sure off the was top that of my in head. the forties? Yeah, this um this would like post date that. So it could have been um Alien madness. Yes, yes. This is all during kind of the, I don't know, is the alien scare thing? No, it's true. <laughs> um, Are you looking that up? Yeah, but I can't. There's no dates because. Uh, the government oh, because eliminated the government. dates. Uh, let's see. The site was acquired by the U.S. Air Force in 1955. So after. <sighs> yeah. Interesting. Well, but there was an area there uh, that was used during World War II in 1942 that the U.S. Air Force used. It was in that area. But there was like that very famous. Yeah. Like, as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did that happen? Our Project Oxcart. <laughs> 
1960. That's a terrible name. <sighs> Stupid. Project okay. Oxen. Oxen. Tell me about Mr. Lemon. So, um, as they were going, Lemons, Eugene Lemons, dog, ran ahead, ran out of sight. Oh, no. Um, he suddenly began barking and moments later ran back to the group with its tail between its legs. Alive. Alive. After traveling about a quarter mile, the group reached the top of a hill where they reportedly saw a pulsating ball of fire about 50 feet to their right. Wow, that's pretty close. Yeah. From the far side of the hill, a bright glowing shone as if it as if from something that was like landed on the ground and a foul smelling mist covered the ground, making their eyes water. The two leading the group, Lemon and Neil Nunley, got to the top of the hill first and saw a big ball of fire 50 feet to their right, and the others in the group confirmed that it was basically the size of a house. So, like... It was the size... It could have been the size of his craft. (laughs) Exactly. A spacecraft. To their left on the hilltop, just under the branches of an oak tree, they saw two small blue lights... At Mrs. May's suggestion, Lemon pointed his flashlight in the direction of the eyes, and to everyone's horror, the flashlight illuminated a grotesque-looking creature with a head shaped like an ace of spades. Um, And several of the witnesses independently described the creature as having that. Um, Inside the head was a circular window they'd said was a window, that was dark, except for the two lights from which pale blue beams extended straight ahead. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in their quick observation, they saw nothing that resembled arms and legs, but um, other reports, which we'll get to, have said perhaps vestigial. T-Rex arms. T-Rex arms. Finish um, of speech. Yes. So as they were looking at it, the creature started moving toward the witnesses. I am assuming in a hovering like yes, way. Yes. They said it appeared to be gliding. S- son of a bitch. Gliding. Yep. Because that's what they do. <laughs> Glide those bitches. <laughs> Seconds later, it changed direction. So it was like coming at them and then it was like, nope. And then, um, just kidding, started heading back to the glowing spear <laughs> from where it had come from. These, these, these people aren't as intelligent as we thought. <laughs> What's up? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I have changed my mind. You guys look dumb. <laughs> oh, right. It was, sorry. I was going to say, oh, it is West Virginia. People there are very smart. Yeah. So, um, all of these events took place in the matter of a few minutes. Oh, I'm sure um, it was going by real fast. This is my favorite part of the story. During which time, Eugene Lemon fainted. Oh, bless him. <laughs> and he's our federal person yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. Because he was like, shit the bed. Yeah. He was like, fuck no. Look um, at what we are seeing. So here's another thing. And I'm going to I'm going to play the role of Agent Dana Scully right now. You said that they smelled something. And they hadn't been the ones that dealt something. (laughs) Yes. Could that. Okay, here's my 
theory. Okay. This is my government Even conspiracy. though you've had, only knowing half of the story. It's all this I need. Is- it's all I need to disprove <laughs> this. Is because because it's an alien, I feel the need to do that. Yeah. When it's an animal that's like a dog and an otter and he's the king, the father of all otters, I'm like, get some yeah. and you're real. When it's an alien, I don't want it to be real because they're going to try to stick something in my butt. And uh, I'm interested to see how your theory will change as different parts of the story okay, are actually okay. told yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. So here's my current Go. working theory. Yeah. Current, current, work. current, current working theory is that, CWT. that <laughs> my what? CWT. My CWT. My Kudua, uh is that government experiment. They were like, and the thing that they smelled was like an hallucinogen, like some kind of gas. And then they thought they were seeing these things, but they weren't. It was sort of like in that scene of Back to the Future when um, uh, Michael J. Fox plays Van Halen and he's wearing the hazmat suit in front of his dad. And he puts the Walkman on. Who's like, I am Darth Vader. And it's like, you think you're seeing something? Anyway, that's my current. <laughs> that's my katwa. <laughs> Continue. Wonderful. Please, okay. please tell me. It's not real. So picking back up on our story. <laughs> Moving right on. Moving right on. Gliding, if you will. Yeah, let's not. At this point, everyone's sitting there, and e- Eugene has fainted, of course. Bless him. So I've been right there with him. The others had to drag him away oh. as they ran from the scene. At least they didn't leave him. Yeah. That would have been like, peace. Yeah. Um. When they were interviewed about a half hour later by A. Lee Stewart Jr., a reporter, a reporter for the Braxton Democrat, the witnesses were barely able to speak. Um, Some sought first aid and the reporter said that there was no question that they had seen something that had frightened them immensely. Yeah. Um, Soon afterward, after Lemon came to um stewart and lemon went to the spot where they had seen the creature and the strange craft stewart also noted that there was an acidic odor in the air or an acrid acrid odor uh, uh-huh that irritated his nose and throat mm. um mm-hmm. he returned alone to the site first thing the next morning and he found skid marks going <laughs> down the hill <laughs> You gonna be okay? Oh god, he was so scared. (laughs) They weren't lemon skid marks; they were on the hill. (laughs) Stewart found lemon's pants and (laughs) underwear, and noted skid marks. Maybe they were the alien skid marks because they were like these people are. Dumb, and yeah. let's get out this of here. This one's falling down. <laughs> this one fell. These humans are <laughs> lame. Bye. So he found skid marks. <laughs> it's such a good word. <laughs> Going down the hill toward a large area of recently matted grass, which seemed to indicate that a large object had been resting there. Okay. Upon returning home, Mrs. May contacted local sheriff Robert Carr and um, 
Mr. A. Lee, so Stuart from the um, the reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart um, had uh, these interviews. Um, and again, when he returned later with Lemon, he said, quote, there was a sickening burnt metallic odor still prevailing in the area. Oh, like fuel. Yeah. Sheriff Great. Carr- Great. <laughs> I thought you said wait. I was like, what? No. Skin box. <laughs> Skins. <laughs> I, have so a, I, I have a completely um, unrelated side story. Yes, please. Um, and I think to like make the aliens not be in my fight. Yeah, this will make you feel better. So um, my brother-in-law, who's going to probably be not listening, but is going to be mad I'm telling his awesome idea, um, a few years ago really wanted to invent um, brown underwear and call them skits. It is a good idea. Yeah. Skid marks. But yeah. It's no, yeah. Someone else can take that idea. Run with it. Run with it. So, um, Sheriff Carr and his deputy... Women could wear them, too. They could yeah. be for men and women. Yeah. So, Sheriff Carr and his deputy, Burnell Long, searched the area separately, but reported finding no trace of the encounter other than the smell. Yeah. Early the next morning, um, Stewart visited the site of the encounter for a second time, and this is where he found two elongated tracks in the mud as well as traces of a thick black liquid. He immediately reported them as being possible signs of a saucer landing based on the premise that the area had not been subjected subjected to vehicle traffic for at least a year. It was later revealed that the tracks were likely to have been those of a 1942 Chevrolet pickup driven by local Max Lockhart, who had gone to the site to look for the creature some hours prior to Stewart's discovery. What what was the black stuff? Oil? Oh. I don't know. Maybe Did- he had a shitty car. Okay. After the event... Mr. William and Donna Smith, who were investigators associated with the Civilian Saucer Investigation, L.A., obtained a number of accounts from witnesses who claimed to have experienced a similar or related phenomenon. These accounts included the story of a mother and her 21-year-old daughter, who claimed to have encountered the creature with the same appearance and odor a week prior to the September 12th incident. Great. This encounter um, was said to have affected the daughter so badly that she was confined to Clarksburg Hospital for three weeks after. Great. Um, They also gathered a statement from the mother of Eugene Lemon, who said that at the time of the crash, her house had been violently shaken and her radio had cut out for 45 minutes. Um, There was also a report from the director of the local board of education um, who claimed that he saw a flying saucer taking off at 6.30 a.m. on September 13th, which was the morning after the creature had been sighted. God damn it. In addition, the day after the Flatwoods incident, a couple was taking a leisurely drive... Like you do. ...through the mountains of Frametown, West Virginia. Um, it was at dusk, and their car suddenly stopped... And refused to start again. Um, Shortly after, they smelled a putrid sulfuric odor in the air. Um, 
the couple got out, as you do, mm-hmm. and started circling the vehicle in hopes of figuring out, like, why their car was being stupid. Um, and they saw the Flatwoods monster. Um, and The Phantom of Flatwood. They said that um, from the waist down, it was similar to the Flatwoods monster, but from the waist up, they described it as a reptilian humanoid. This creature um, is thought to be the same one seen in Flatwoods, however, is known as the Frametown monster. Slightly different. Because they were in Frametown. <laughs> Location matters. Location <laughs> matters. Pay attention to geography. So, um, there were... I just want to let you know that I just Googled Flatwoods and it's 210 miles from here. Yeah. That's not far enough. I'm sorry. Keep going. So there was also some after effects from the encounter with this creature. Um, So after the encounter, several members of the group that went to the field with Eugene Lemon and his dog. um, I wonder what the dog's name was. (laughs) I know. um, Handsome dog. Let's see. Maybe it was like lime. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lime lemon. (laughs) Lemon lime. Or Sprite or something. Yeah, Sprite. (laughs) Go up, go up, boy. Go, Sprite. Go, Sprite, go. Um, So, yes. So after the encounter, they reported suffering from similar um, symptoms. Which Their buttholes per- hurt. Which persisted. They all had skids. Um, <laughs> which persisted um, for a, quite a long time. And they um, attributed to being exposed, from being exposed to the mist around the creature. Uh, the, excuse me? What? It, what ex- not, uh, <laughs> keep, you, keep your CWD to yourself for now. <laughs> so... Um, the symptoms included irritation of the nose and swelling of the throat. Lemon suffered from vomiting and convulsions throughout the night and had difficulties with his throat for several weeks afterwards. A doctor who treated several of the witnesses is reported to have described their symptoms as being similar to victims of mustard gas. Though such symptoms, symptoms are also commonly found in sufferers of hysteria, which can be brought on by exposure to a traumatic or shocking event. I think uh, ding and ding, right? Because if if it was some, so let's let's pretend that the these creatures are indeed aliens. Okay. Okay. And they gassed these people, mm-hmm. took them. <laughs> Dicks. I know. They, they are. That's the thing with aliens. Is they're just like, uh-huh, we're going to take you up on our ship. We're going to do things that are gross to you. And we're going to spray you with this stuff so you don't remember it or whatever. Or it makes you docile like cows. And then we're going to put you back on the ground. And, you're, and so... That's why they do their little experiments and stuff. And but they so it's either a aliens who spray you with some gas and you flip the fuck out because you're seeing an alien and he's spraying you with gas Mm -hmm. and then does things to your butt 
or skids. B, <laughs> skids. Or B, it's the government being like, let's try this gas out and then we'll use it for war. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. Those are my working ketuas. Ketuas. Um, so I have a couple of possible explanations. Um, I think I just gave you the explanation. Yes. Your explanation is much better than these explanations. Wonderful. So, um, this ain't my first merry-go-round. So, um, a man named Joe Nickel of the Paranormal Investigation Group Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. <laughs> hmm. Um, I like this guy already. Examined the case for 48 years, or sorry, examined the case 48 years after the event. Oh. And, um, he concluded that the bright light they saw was most likely a meteor. That the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon. And the creature described by witnesses was actually an owl. Well, I think that belittles the witnesses. Yeah. Like, and I just feel like that's just such a, like, there happened to be a meteor that night. There was also this in the background, and a giant owl just happened to be hanging out right in that location. Doesn't explain the smell. Yeah. Doesn't explain the fact that a grown man passed out. Doesn't explain the flattened grass. So, Nickel claimed that the latter of the two of which were disoriented by the heightened state of anxiety felt by the witnesses after having seen the meteor. And um, his conclusions are shared by a number of other investigators, including the Air Force, because, of Uh, course... um, Ahem. Yes. Um... And They're like, yeah, that's totally what it totally what it is. <laughs> and, wink, wink. and people have also said that um, owl misidentification of owl sightings are also explanations for things such as the Mothman. Um, I wrote in my notes, um, don't people know what owls look like? <laughs> I think people do, especially in that area yeah. of the, you know, there's it's it's not super urban there. Yeah. There's friggin' animals all over the place. They know what owls look like. Unless it was a night bat. Night bat. Yeah, I just think that that just, like, completely belittles everything. I wish the people that said things like that were probed. So... On the night of September 12th, a meteor had been observed across three states, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Or was it? Yes. And had been mistakenly, sorry, I'm doing quotes, but this is a podcast, um, reported as a flaming aircraft crashing into the side of a hill at Elk River. Um, Elk River? Which is approximately 11 miles southwest of the location of the Flatwoods sighting. Oh, okay. Um, they say that three flashing red aircraft beacons were also visible from the area of the sightings, possibly accounting for the pulsating red light seen by the witnesses and for the red tint on the creature's face. I wrote, are these people stupid? <laughs> no, they're, they're grasping at straws. Yeah. Um, so Nicole has said that a barn owl which has claw-like hands. Whatever. No, they don't. They're no. talons. And people. their wings. Talons. Um, and a face Gosh. shaped like an ace of spades. Whatevs. Um, 
and that the shape, movement, and sounds reported by the witnesses were also consistent with the salute or flight pattern and call of a startled barn owl perched on a tree, leading researchers to conclude that foliage beneath the owl may have created the illusion of the lower portion of the creature. Do you think so? I'm so okay. Let's go back to Lemon. What was his job again? Was he a park ranger? He um, was a federal employee. Of he some was sort. a national guardsman, West Virginia National Guard. <sighs> do you do you really think a national guardsman would faint at seeing a fucking owl <laughs> <laughs> poop his pants? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I just don't believe that. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Um, Everyone's so burst. Yeah, so they also said that because the witnesses couldn't agree on whether the creature had arms, combined with the report from Mrs. May, who said that it had small claw-like hands, which extended in front of it, they believe this also matches the description of a barn owl with its talons gripping a tree branch. Great. Um... Alternate explanations put forward by the local media was that the group had witnessed the impact of a meteor, which resulted in a man-shaped cloud of vapor. With glowing eyes. With glowing eyes. Right. Um, And that also that they perhaps had seen a record, like had seen some kind of covert government aircraft. Q, Scully, and Mulder. Yeah. I actually like your explanation the best. Thank you. I think it's a good one. <clears throat> I mean, I I did watch all the X-Files several times. Um, I am terrified of aliens. And I believe that they're out there. I just, I just don't, it just, I cannot, I can't even put together words that like in the series of one night there was a meteor and an owl and these lights all in the same place. No. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. And may you know, it's like so you know, I just think it's more realistic that because it's this it's the simplest solution yeah. that's right. And they saw they saw something and it wasn't an owl. <laughs> like because, or maybe or maybe they did were testing some kind of gas. Right. I mean, it just it's like it doesn't it right. It's, also none it's of this totally explanation reaching. accounts for that. Yeah. Which was like the most prevailing the yeah. one thing everyone could agree on. Mhm. Mhm. Is that it was smelly. Yeah. Um nobody wanted to admit that they had dealt it. Yeah. Even though they all smelled it. <laughs> um, so I did want to recommend a book. Um, if people are interested and want to read more about this. Um, it's called The Braxton County Monster. The Cover-Up of the Flatwoods Monster. Um, and it was written by Frank C. Fraschino. Mm-hmm. Um, so that book has a lot of really great information about this. And he has... Um, Really dedicated a lot of time and energy into not just being like, it was an owl. Um, well, he's, you know, if he's calling it a cover up. Yeah. 
Um, also, in the aftermath of all of this, um, this was like the great alien scare time, but people did report seeing men in black <clears throat> in town. Um, yep. You know, a lot of government agents suddenly showing up. Yeah. In this like small town. So I think there was some hanky panky. Yeah, I agree. There's some hibbity jibbity going yeah. on. So, so that is the Flatwoods monster. Mulder was right. Yes. Um, I prefer Phantom of Flatwood. Yeah. Because I like the word Phantom and he was wearing sort of a giant cape or exoskeleton. Yes, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Flatwood. I sneezed. Bless you. I was very excited. My child. <laughs> well, it, I I guess I'm at peace with it. Yeah, are you okay? I'm okay because I and it's interesting because I want to stand up for the people that saw the alien. Mhm. I didn't think you were going to take that uh stance. Yeah. But I do believe that and and that's why it scares me. Mhm. I mean, in some ways, I'd rather be ravaged by a vampire <laughs> that looks like Eric Northman, you know, that kind mm. of monster, mm-hmm. um, than taken by an alien because they're gross. Mm-hmm. They're not Jeff Bridges, people. They're <laughs> not Starman. They look like E.T. or the little great... The close <laughs> encounters of a third kind. Was that you? Or yeah. Uh, and, and I don't... Yeah, I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind and E.T. as a child, and I'm scarred. I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, me too! But I won't be taken without a fight. Yeah, that's good. Unless they gas you first. Oh, <laughs> well, that is the Flatwoods Monster, and that is Laura freaking out. <laughs> Thank you for... Uh, Hanging out with us this episode. If you enjoyed this, please rate and review on iTunes or whatever podcast thing you listen to. Send us a note on Twitter. Yes, please let us know that you're out Out there. there. Is there anybody out there? (laughs) Um, Thanks. Keep it weird, people. Bye. Thank you.